Does the Bible really have all the answers? Find out next on the Darren Hibbs Podcast. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Before the break, I asked if the Bible really had all the answers, and that may sound like a little bit of a leading question, and and you're right, because the Bible doesn't actually have all the answers. A lot of times in Christian circles, especially in America, we we look to the Bible for every single thing that we need, and, and I bet many of you have heard sermons and podcasts and Sunday school lessons where you're told to look to the Bible for your answers. And whereas that's sounds good, it sounds high-minded, it's actually a really bad piece of advice to follow. And the reason why is because it's misplaced guidance. The Bible does not have all the answers in our life. God has all the answers for our life. And that may sound subtle, that may sound like semantics, but it's actually a very big difference that we have to key in on. And I'm going to jump right to a little bit of scripture and explain what I'm talking about. John 5, 39 through 40, Jesus is addressing the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And actually, uh, there are several passages where Jesus at length rails against the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And this is a very interesting passage. He says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. And so the distinction that I'm trying to make here, when I say that the Bible doesn't have all the answers, I'm not encouraging anyone not to read the Bible. On the contrary, I love the Bible. I believe the Bible is inerrant. It is the word of God. It's inspired and we need to study scripture. We need to we need to, to eat of it every single day. We need to make it a daily habit. We need to ingest it because Scripture helps us know God. And, and, and that's another distinction. We don't want to read Scripture to know about God. We want to study the Scripture to know God. And that's also not just semantics. That's a big difference. Because like Jesus said here, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they studied the Scriptures diligently. In fact, in Jerusalem... These Pharisees and these Sadducees, there was no one on planet Earth who knew the Bible better than these men. Nobody. In fact, maybe in the history of mankind, nobody has known the Bible better than some of these men that Jesus was speaking directly to right here. They studied it. They, they, they devoted their lives to studying the Bible. Yet when the author of the Bible... God himself, when he stood in front of them and looked at them face to face, they couldn't recognize him. So there's something to be said. There's there's something different about studying the Bible and knowing God. There is a difference. And just because we study scripture, just because we look to the Bible, doesn't mean that we will know God. In fact, Jesus said something even much harsher. He called the Pharisees and the Sadducees sons of hell. He told them that when they, they, they travel land and sea to find one proselyte, someone to convert to their way of thinking, someone to convert to Judaism. And Jesus said, when they find them, they make them twice as much of sons of hell 
as they themselves are. Those are harsh words for the men who devoted their lives to studying the Bible. Jesus called them sons of hell. That's harsh. And so we need to take that very seriously. Very seriously. We don't want to end up in the same shape as the Pharisees. And so what led them to where they were? There's a lot of things, but what's important for us right now in the context of Scripture is that we should never study the Bible looking for answers. We should never study the Bible trying to find out more about God. We should study the Bible because it will lead us to God. We should study the Bible because it will help us know God better. And and again, let me make that distinction. We don't study it so that we can learn more about God. We want to study it so that we can know God. Every single thing that we do in our Christian walk should be bringing us closer in relationship. Paul told us that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And so when we study the Bible looking for knowledge, it will puff us up. It will actually make us proud. And God is very clear that he is very far from the proud, but he's close to the humble. And so it takes a humble heart to want to seek the relationship over the knowledge. Our human nature, we want knowledge before we want relationship. We just want the quick fix the microwave, we're not the only microwave generation. That's been part of human nature for all of history is people want the quick fix more than they want the relationship. And God is desiring a relationship with us. He doesn't want us to serve him. He doesn't want us to do stuff for him. He wants to be with us. That is the end result of what God did through Jesus dying on the cross and redeeming us by his blood to him. Revelation 21.3 says that I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. The whole point of this Christian life What God has done for us and what he is continuing to do is all for this purpose right here in Revelation 21.3, that God would be with us. He created us not to do his bidding. He created us to be with us. And so when we study scripture to find out answers to our problems, when we study scripture to find out more good things that we can be doing, when we study scripture to find out more about God, We actually deceive ourselves because the point of Scripture is not to teach us about God. It's not to teach us the good things that we can be doing, although we can learn those things from them. But the main purpose of Scripture in our life is so that we can know God. Now, a magical thing happens, an amazing thing happens when we shift in our study of Scripture from trying to know about God or trying to get the answers to our lives when we shift to studying scripture so that we can know God more, when we study scripture to come to God and be with God, an amazing thing happens. Those same scriptures that brought the Pharisees death and eternal condemnation, those same scriptures, they come alive when our our mentality shifts to we want to know God, not know about him. We want to know God more. We want to study the scriptures so that we can grow in relationship with God. Something drastic changes in our heart 
when we shift to having our faith in the Bible to having our faith in God is God actually begins using those scriptures to touch our hearts, to move us, to draw us closer to him. John explains to us in in the very first part of his gospel in John chapter 1, he explains this very thing, why the disciples, the apostles, why they knew the word of God better than the Pharisees and the Sadducees who devoted their entire lives to studying it and memorizing it. They knew the word of God better because they walked with the word of God. John says that Jesus was the word. The word was in the beginning. He was with God and he is God. The word of God, this Bible that we have, it is inseparable from the Trinity. Jesus is the word made flesh. God made flesh. They are inseparable. So when we study scripture, We can't study it to know more about God because it is God. It is a very expression of God in written form. And so when we look to God in our faith, in our life, when we look to him for our answers, when we put our faith and trust in him, he turns us to scripture. And then it becomes not just a text. It becomes not just a historical document filled with history and poetry and prose, but it becomes the living word. And the apostles, the disciples that walked with Jesus on the earth, they experienced the living word. They might not have had the Bible memorized. They didn't understand all the nuances like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but it didn't matter because they knew the word. They walked with him. They saw him. They recognized him. And the ones who had given their lives to studying it, they couldn't see him. So we must make sure We have to make sure that when we study the Bible, we're studying the Bible to know God, not to know about him, not to figure out answers to the problems we have in our lives. If we look to scripture for answers, I bet you'll probably find them. I bet the Pharisees and Sadducees found all of the answers they needed in the Bible for every problem, every situation in their life. I bet they found every single answer they needed. The problem was They were the wrong answers. When we search for answers, we will almost always find answers. The important thing is to know that we're finding the right answers. And the only way to find the right answer is by having this relationship, cultivating this relationship with God. Now, if that sounds difficult, if if, if this sounds like a a nuanced change, then then it is a small change. And it was only a small change that the Pharisees and the Sadducees needed. They needed to want to know God. But they were hungry for information. They were hungry for knowledge because that knowledge was what gave them authority over one another. And that knowledge, that same quest and that thirst, that hunger for knowledge is how we have authority over one another today. But it takes humility to want to have a relationship with God. Because many times that means that we'll lose the arguments. Many times that means we may look foolish when we're debating or discussing something with someone because we can't use a relationship with God to have an aha, I gotcha moment with someone when we're, when we're having a discussion. We, you can't do that. It doesn't work. But eternity matters more. There's a God that desires to be with us. And he doesn't care what we know about him. He cares that we know him. 
There's a big push in, in America today to, to try and, and prove that the Bible is accurate. And I, and I, I highly value people that, that are, have devoted their lives to apologetics and things like that uh, because it's, it is important for us to know why we can trust Scripture as a text, as a, a work of literature, why we can trust that it's not just a bunch of hocus-pocus dreamed up by, by some people later on. We can, it, it's good to understand um, why we can have some level of trust that the Bible is a believable document in and of itself, but that will never suffice for what the Bible's true purpose is in our lives. We can't trust the Bible we can't have faith that the Bible is a good document, and therefore we have faith in God. That will lead us very down very dark paths. We have to trust that God is good, and that he has given us a Bible, his word, the living word, the very embodiment of who he is. We have to trust him that he's given us something trustworthy. Again, it's very good to know, I encourage everyone listening to this, to know why, as a text, the Bible is trustworthy. But more than anything else, we have to be sure that the Bible is trustworthy because we trust that God is good. Because if we waver on God being good, then we're going to waver on whether or not the Bible is good. It doesn't matter how surely we know all of the, the proofs of why the Bible is a trustworthy document. If we waver in knowing that God is good, we'll begin to waver in knowing that the Bible is good. And the Bible is good. You should read it every day. You should devote yourself to studying Scripture, but only for the purpose of knowing God more. I pray that in America today, there'll be a revival, an awakening of men and women who value and love Scripture. Not because they love the Scripture itself, but because they love the God who wrote it. Like Jesus wrote spoke to the Ephesian church in Revelation chapter 2. They did many great things for him, but they had lost their first love, him. God is our first love. He must be our first love. The greatest commandment, it's a love to the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. He must be our first love. Knowledge, power, everything else has to take a back seat to the first commandment, our first love, taking first place, highest priority. So if you're studying the scriptures, if you're studying the Bible to know more about God, I encourage you to make a small change. Take time to pray today and ask the Lord to give you a revelation on your heart of how you can make that change to studying the scriptures to know him instead of to know more about him. Spend some time in prayer today and ask the Lord, how can you receive from him the glory, the beauty of knowing the living word? When I was very young, I started devouring the scripture and the Lord put this hunger in my heart to start reading the Bible. And I believe it was a grace that the Lord gave me that I started devouring the word. I started reading it cover to cover and I loved it for a very short while. And then it became so dry, so dull to me. It actually started bringing me death. It started making me feel so terrible because I was gaining knowledge of the Bible. But I wasn't gaining a relationship with the God who wrote the Bible. And I had an encounter one day with the Lord. 
where I threw all of that aside and I decided to follow him and make him my first priority, make him my first love. And the amazing thing is I I never stopped reading the Bible. I never stopped studying the scripture. But after I had that encounter with him, after I made that commitment to start devoting my heart to him and not to anything else, not to knowledge, not to anything else, not to good works, when I devoted my heart to him and him alone, him first, the scriptures came alive. They started to move my heart. I started to receive revelation, not just on what the scriptures meant, but what God felt about me when I would read the scriptures. They became the living word. They were dead words, black ink on a white page. Until one day when I had an encounter with the Lord and I I committed my heart to him, first and foremost in those scriptures, those words in the Bible, they became alive. And I challenge you, if you've committed yourself to reading the Bible and it feels dead, feels lifeless, I challenge you, spend time with the Lord today in prayer. Go to him and ask him to give you grace to find the true purpose, the true meaning of the Bible, the true meaning of scripture, that is to lead you to him, not to anything else. He's good. And I I trust that if you go to him with that desire, he is going to answer you. He's going to give you the request of your heart. He's going to give you more of him. Devote yourself to knowing God more. Devote yourself to a, a thriving, growing relationship with him. And I know that the scriptures will come alive for you. Lord, I ask that you bless everyone hearing this today. I ask that they would have their eyes opened. Lord, for those that have already are already walking in this kind of relationship, who already have the scriptures alive to them, Lord, I ask that you would continue to bless them. Father, I ask for an increased anointing on their study of the word, that it would lead them more to you, Father. And for those that are struggling right now when they study the Bible, for those that have been taught that they need to study the Bible to gain knowledge, to know more about you, Lord, I ask that you would give them grace to make that small change that they would know you more. Father, you love them and you desire for them to come to you, Father. I ask that you would give them that grace. Lord, I ask you'd bless every single person listening to this right now. That they would come to know you more through the scriptures, God. Give them an encounter with you like they've never had before. In your name we pray. Amen.